and welcome to Springboard Adventure University. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard. This is your most inspirational show and that place where the greatest minds in the world have been converging since 2008. We trust that you are ready, poised for action as we converge one more time for an all-important conversation. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. So here we are in the fourth of our all-important series called the Don's Conclave. It's that place where the big minds running tertiary education have been converging since the beginning of the month. And it's simple. We're finding out from these vice chancellors two simple questions. What are the five lessons you've learned in your journey in leadership that you can share with our listeners and viewers? And even more importantly, what are your five prescriptions for world-class education right here in Ghana? My guest for today is running that beautiful university hidden in that beautiful city in the center, somewhere in the center of Ghana, Sunyani, that city that you love so much. He is the vice chancellor of the University of Energy and Natural Resources, and Professor Elvis Asaribediak is here with us on the Russia University Prof. Welcome. Thank you. Good to see you, and uh, congratulations on UNE at 10. Thank you very much. Uh, nice meeting you too. Right. And nice so, to be on the program, too. You're most welcome, sir. Let's start with the 10-year journey of your university. What, what was the original mandate of UNED? When we hear University of Energy and Natural Resources, our minds go to maybe forestry, maybe some particular industry. But give us an idea about the mandate or the breadth of okay. UNED. Right. So let me just start by saying that the University of Energy and Natural Resources uh, was established in 2011, by Act of Parliament, Act 830, with a mandate to produce manpower needs for energy and natural resource sectors of the economy. Um, so when it comes to energy and natural resources, natural resources is broader. You know, uh, you talk of forestry, agriculture, environment, mining, and you know, and all that. So, and energy, when it comes to energy, yes, we, we, we are number one in the country. So, this is really the mandate for establishing University of Energy and Natural Resources in 2011. And I must say that the university was commissioned uh, November 17, 2012, with two schools, School of uh, engineering and School of Natural Resources with a total population of 154 students. And currently we have eight schools in addition to the School of Graduate Studies. And the student population currently stands out around 13,000. Wow. It's that, it's that kind of number or statistic that gets me very worked up or excited. So the transition from 154 to 13,000 certainly must say something about what you are doing right at UNE. My last encounter with your 
with your students was very, very heartwarming. We happened to be the springboard for what we call our youth dialogues, where we yeah. bring policymakers to engage with students and, and leaders. And of all the investors that came for that program, I must say that your investor in particular came with all your final year business students dressed very formally and looking very serious. And for that five hour program, they sat in the road nose, they engaged very, very beautifully with, with, um, with the program that we brought. So I, I get the impression of some very serious work going on. But today Seriously. I want to break down your lessons that you've learned. And then the second part, we'll look at what you think we could do to enhance world-class education right here in Ghana. So let's start from your person and your lessons. Okay. Um, what, what will be the, the first of your five lessons that you've learned, Professor Elvis Asaribidiakum? I will say that the first of everything is a God factor. Okay. The humility factor. Every leader that is not humble, if you're not humble, then you are not a leader. You can be a good leader if if you you you, you are somebody that will want people to serve you. And and so I'm using the word go factor because if you if you read uh, Mark chapter ten, verse forty four forty five, Christ said it. And. The emphasis is that the Christ, Jesus Christ himself, that we, I'm a Christian, I'm speaking this way, um, that says he came to serve, but not to be saved. And I think that, that is very, very important here. And, and, and so if you don't have that service character, and you want to be saved with, you know, then you can be a good leader. And uh, if you want to succeed as a leader, it's also there. I mean, if you read, uh, I think Luke chapter 14 verse 11 is talking about if you, he who want to be the greatest, you know, uh, if you, you, you humble yourself, then God will exalt you. But if you exalt yourself, and then you'll be humbled. And, and so this is some of the guiding principle. But I must say that um, being humble here, yeah, most of the time, especially Ghana, we, we misconstrue uh, humility with timidity. Uh, and that is a very important uh, habit that we need to note. Uh, humble here doesn't mean that when you're supposed to act, you shouldn't act. Uh, Jesus Christ, you know, when they turned the Father's house into market, what did he do? Uh, you know, he, he cracked the whip. And so we must be able to take decision at the right time. And so you have to be courageous. And that is most important. Every leader. So very humble. When you're supposed to act, you have to act. So humility is key. And for me, since my infancy, that has been mine. And, and so leadership by example, you have to dirty your hands. With it. Do you find yourself having to exhibit this trait in practical terms on, on a daily basis? <laughs> in practice. That, that is exactly what because it just do, do, it, do you do you wash the feet of the register? Do you wash oh, the feet? Is it washing feet? What Christ did as a man, you should wash the feet, but it means you are serving. Right. And 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 for me, one of the things I need to do is having good relationship 
and you serve, you leadership by example, you need to do it. Uh, the point is that, uh, Abbott, in African context, if you really want to succeed as a leader, you need to move people along. How can you move people as a leader? You know, a leader is supposed to inspire. And it's one why you do it, you know, and with that humility, then you're able to move people along with you. And I think it's very, very important. And, and so, you see, for me, both staff and student, you mentioned of our student. I don't think there's any institution here, any teacher institution in Ghana, that the management, especially the vice chancellor, is having good relationship with the student. No, we have very good relationship with our SLC. I opened all policy for them and all the staff. And we listen to them and, all, and involve everybody. Uh, you know, so I believe that that is the only way. Because if you, if you don't do that, you, people will not move along with you. Let's, let's push on to your next point. You're talking about building consensus with 13,000 um, students and, and, and uh, most likely quite a large faculty. That's a very Herculean task. But let's find out your second, your second lesson on your journey. Right. Uh, the second lesson is um, it, it's number two, it's important. You see, when you uh, assume office as a leader in any situation, First, uh, you must understand your institution. And then, if you understand the institution, you've done the sort of analysis. And then you have to come out with your vision for the university. So you have a vision and then a set goals. And, and, and then you, and you de de develop strategies in achieving these goals, who ultimately will help you to achieve the vision for the university. And as a leader, it's very important to remain focused and stick to this vision. You know, we have a problem. I mean, I said, oh, you promised you didn't do it and all that. So you need to set goals that are achievable. And if you set up achievable goals, then it's very important that you stick to it. So remain in focus. Look, in, in, in a Ghanaian environment especially, what happens is that there will be people who would like to uh, distract your attention. People will, will, will try to work against you, you know. But the point is that when you're focused and you want to achieve something, nothing can distract you. So setting goals, having vision, set goals, the, the finding strategies, and sticking to the goals. In other words, remain focused. It's very important. And that has helped me a lot. You've mentioned the Ghanaian context and you've mentioned the potential to be distracted. Would it be your experience um, on your journey to becoming vice chancellor or in your practice as a vice chancellor that you find people sometimes trying to distract you? Oh, it's, it's, it's a common thing. Every leader, there's not a single leader that will say that I've not experienced that in the Ghanaian context. Why, and why, why I refer to the way Ghanaian context is yes, like that. that. The point is, when you... It's not everybody that will like you as a leader. Don't forget that. We, you, like the, as a vice chancellor, or when I was the dean, to all this through uh, competition. I was, when I was the dean, I was through election. You contested with some people. They had the supporters. Uh, as a vice chancellor, we contested. We're six. They contested. They all had their supporters. And so even before you get there, there are some who say, no, you, this gentleman, I don't even support you. And, and therefore, what to happen? They know if you succeed. You know, for instance, I have the age and the potential probably to 
to, to rerun, you know, go for probably the second time. I'm not saying I see the potential is, is there. And so why may think that if you don't find ways of sabotaging the person, uh, you know, he will succeed. If he succeeds so much, it means that it will affect their chances of also taking over. And therefore, that is common that you, you help experts. But so the point is that if you're a leader, we don't focus so much on that. You rather you have to pay attention to it. Must be difficult. Yes. Because, and the point is that at times you want to achieve her. You see, you are going somewhere here. And you would realize along the line, if the point I'm going here, if going straight, there's an obstacle. If you have to go this way and get there, you have to go through that. Let me ask you a question. So the typical competitor, if I use your illustration, the typical competitor who probably may have run with you for the the position or has eyes on the position there, uh, when when it, when, it, when you become due to recontest or for renomination, will typically be somebody quite senior. I mean, it, it won't be a junior. It will be quite senior in the setup. And the more senior the person is or a person is, the more difficult it is to navigate around them or ignore them how do you how do you how do you navigate what is potentially a minefield or a yeah. very difficult Th situation thank you abit i remember when i was the dean of school of agriculture and uh, at the university of cape coast and some of my lecturers talked to, talk to me you know um you realize that you know <laughs> It's not everybody that, you know, feel comfortable, somebody they thought now they're coming to rule, you know, uh, over them and all that. But what I need to do is, the plan is, so far you have your goals, you innovate, come up with ideas. You even try to bring everybody on board. Whether you like me or not, the point is that I must be the team. Uh, it will come as my next point. Okay. So you need everybody. So, 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 so that as the next point. If so, that, so, so, next so point. as the next point, one thing that is you need to realize as a leader is that there are different staff with diverse skills. So the plan, the strategy is that you need to harness the potentials of all the staff, impossible, and then manage their weakness. You, you understand, Abby? Yes. The, the point is, you are going to encounter that, and that is something that has helped me. So I make sure that, uh, because you need to build a team, building a team, you know, moving people along as a leader, you know. So, and even with your, uh, um, with, with uh, what do you call it? There's a humility, uh, leadership attitude. That itself, you see, even if the person doesn't even like you, when you approach the person, and the way you approach it, you see, I've not said that, oh, you, for instance, if you're my, my uh, you taught me in a school, and then I will say that, oh, now I'm a, I'm a dean, and now I'm the VC, and therefore, when I approach you, it's like, yes, boss, you know. But with that humility approach, you know, attitude that you have, and then you approach the person, because you, if you know that he has some potential, and everybody has got potential, everybody, that's what I realized, everybody, you know, so what happened is that the, because of this, your strategy of your humility and your perseverance 
and you have set a well-defined goals that will help the system. At times, they cannot do anything than to at times join you. If they won't even join, you approach them. They will share, you share with you. And I used to do that. I approach you and share, this is what I want to do. At times, I may not need <laughs> even advice, but I approach you as, oh, this is the, 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 the advice, this is the direction I'm trying to take. This is the decision, you know, what do you think? You know, do you have any decision, uh, suggestion about that? You know, in other ways, you are forcing them to get the best out of it. In effort to contribute, you get something, you add differently, add something. I hope you understand. Yes, sir. So it means that, but when you behave like, oh, you were six, uh, doing a contest, you belong to this one, you didn't support to me. So I mean, and therefore I don't want to. If, if you approach things from that, you know, how can you? you need to unite as a leader? Because they didn't know you at the time you were coming. They didn't know you. Is this, is this principle applicable on the national front? It is. It is, in fact. Because see, the point is that if you want to succeed, we need to identify talent and skills. The point is that if we say this one is not below that, it doesn't belong to us, it's not our group, it doesn't belong to our party, and all that, it will not help. So if you involve everybody, if the country wants to succeed, you know, and if there are potential somewhere, if there's some talent somewhere, we need to involve. So you will advocate bipartisan appointments exactly. of people to different let's, groups? Let's do that. I mean, uh, if I may give an example, uh, President... Mills? No, no, Yei uh, Kufu, right. for instance. You remember, Indu. Indu was a member of CPP. But look at the position, key position, cabinet position he gave to them. Kwakna Sifi was, I know that was one of his financial advisors, it was CPP. So if you do this, it means you are, I'm sure there are similar, uh, you know, examples in probably the current government, you know. So if you do this, well, it means that you are bringing everybody on board, harnessing talent. That's the only way to go. Because if you say you're vice chancellor, you're a dean, you're a provost, you're that, and you, you decide, oh, this one, look, uh, you want to discriminate. It's not going to help you. For instance, the UNER, let me tell you a specific issue about UNER. When I went to UNER, UNER currently, I mean, there was your division. Yes, in, in fact, split into two camps. And, 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 and you are going there. You assume office as the vice chancellor. You understand? Definitely, you need some support from somewhere. Maybe one, those who, the support you had probably belong to one of the fashion. But if you're a leader, you need all. Listen to everything. You observe that. No, 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 no. I realize that there are talent across, and I need all. Therefore, every strategy, promotion, appointment and all that and make sure that it reflects national character it reflects unity it is a response my responsibility to ensure that i unite the people those who are prepared to go along and the vision is for you see, if you set your vision clear and they know that it is investing that matters then i think that should be the case as a matter of interest the the, the division that you described was it based was it was it on the line of politics religion um, academia, courses, schools? Uh, the groupings, let me put that way. It's, it's a groupings, and the groupings that come along with personal, individuals, you know, mentorship, and all that, you know? Is it very difficult to run a university? Uh, 
I would say that managing human being is always difficult. And when you understand it, for me, I don't think it's very difficult. Because the point is, if you're passionate about the job, and one of the, it, it, it brings me to one of the, you know, your, your next point. You know, why the experience, and if you want to, it's important to be passionate about the job that you're doing. Would that be a fourth point? Yeah, okay, fine. So the first will be God factor into brackets humility. The second humility, will be the yes. focusing on your vision. Yes. The third one will be harness diverse abilities and potentials. Yes, yes, yes. That's and the fourth, you saying you seem passionate about your job. Yes, you have to be very passionate about the job. Right. You see, and 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 when you are so passionate about it, you take the university as yours. Look, Abed, I'm here because I want the opportunity to serve the university. I want the opportunity to, to, to market the university, and so I'm here. I left here last three days, and I, I, today I'm here because of this. Why? Sacrifice, look. Yeah. But so it means that I've taken, and you know what? I don't regret it at all, because I've taken the university as my own. And that's the only way, if you want to succeed, you must take it, you know, the, the job. So if you don't do that, you will not succeed. And it's common, you may hear that. People will tell us, uh, this, can you do it? You're not being here. Uh, and it's like, oh, why are you worrying yourself? You're going to hear all these kind of things, all right? But if you're a leader, and leader is as a vice but you have the several leaders along the line. And if you want to succeed, it's important that you must take it as your own. And that's one key aspect of the servant. It's coming back to the servant leadership. Because you see, as you do that, God exalts you. And that's most important. So, you want to succeed. So, if, if you're so passionate, you take the university or the job as your own, and, and, and you are happy that, you know, the, the success is the key. And if you do that, there's no way. Because the happiness, the self-motivation, look, my motivation, so that nobody can distract me, nobody can discourage me, because... I have the innate motivation, and that is to, to live a legacy. Okay. So there's that, that natural motivation for me. And if you are so passionate about the work that you're doing, trust me, no matter the challenges, you, you be, uh, you, you, you'll be able to overcome. And I think that has actually helped me a lot. What would be your fifth point here? So the fifth point is innovation. Innovation, okay. Every leader is supposed to innovate. You're talking of... We talk innovation in terms of ideas, not only just the technology, the innovation, innovative ideas. And as I mentioned, uh, you either innovate or you fail. And that's the current, and the current uh, challenging you know, environment or world. Uh, competition is very high. Even in terms of admissions, you need to innovate. To, in order to get uh, you know, higher student en enrollment. Um, you, if it's about funding, you lack, you know, government of Ghana's, funding from the Ghana government is inadequate. And currently, I think it's only the compensation, the salaries. And so if you do not find an innovative way of managing the university, then you, can, you cannot succeed and all that. Uh, so innovation is very very important 
And you, it's important that you also take responsibility for your own action. You innovate, you, you defend your actions, and take responsibility for it. Um, I said learn, learn, and learn. Uh, because under current circumstance, um, under current environment, or the current dispensation, uh, 21st century, uh, if you're a leader and you do not learn new things, you cannot succeed. Because things keep changing. You have a strategy, you have, uh, and you realize that it may not work. You would try it. If it doesn't work, you change. And then, you know, you, you find alternative means. And so you take responsibility for your own action until you achieve success. You know. So I think it's very important. Everybody must innovate. And you must learn and learn and learn. All right. A, a nice note on which to bring this first part of the program to a close. And Professor Elwood, Mr. Saribidi, concludes the Vice Chancellor of the University of Energy and Natural Resources, says that if you want to succeed as a person, as a leader, in, in, with all you're getting, innovate and for him innovation apart from finding creative ways to run everything admission funding and everything also means taking responsibility and i like the part that says learn learn and learn so we want to learn something we want to take a break and when we come back let's find out from prof what his five prescriptions are for world-class education in ghana please don't go away <laughs> Enterprise insurance would dear woman promonana. Hey, what it? <laughs> Four coupons. Vom washing machine. Vom car washer. Vom baby. Vom obiadia. Vom. Buy or renew your existing motor insurance policy and win instant rewards such as fuel coupons and branded gift items in this year's Udia Woman Moto Insurance promo. You can also win an iPhone 14, front load washing machine, high pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, and an auto tie inflator during the monthly raffles and a slick crutch rocket motorbike at the end of the six months promotion. Make you no slacku. <laughs> Call your insurance broker, agent, or visit any enterprise insurance branch and get your reward now. You can also call us on 0302-634-777. This promo is in partnership with NLA on the Characters platform. Terms and conditions apply. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and the whole world awaits you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you go. go. Welcome back to Springboard, which I invest brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by the Enterprise Group, MTN Pulse, UMB Bank with media support from the Multimedia Group 
and the graphic business. And yes, when you come in, you're listening today to the Vice Chancellor of the University of Energy and Natural Resources. And as you know, since we started this Don's conclave from the beginning of the month, we've tried to get you excited about what leaders are saying about life lessons and also about higher education or education as a whole in this country. So if you are a student of UNE or an alumnus or faculty or friend of the university or you are planning to attend the university or your ward is planning, it's simple. Which of the ideas Prof is sharing is your favorite? Just go to our Facebook page, Springboard Zone or Albert Any Okran, and then just highlight which of the ideas is your favorite and why. And we'd like to see the university that has the most patronage of the thoughts of the VC. And that would be something that we'll report back to you on to tell you that people are listening and participating in this virtual and educative program. So go to Springboard Zone on Facebook or go to uh, Albert Any Okran and share your thoughts about what Prof has been telling us so far. We are supported in this by the graphic business and also by our friends, the multimedia group and all their platforms helping us to make this possible. And so on Tuesday in the graphic business, you will find a full transcript of the story of the University of Energy and Natural Resources, moving from about 150 students, 154, to, yeah. to about 13,000. A miracle story by every standard. My guest once again, Professor Elvis Asari Bidiako. Prof, somehow, education is something that everyone has an opinion about. But you are running it at the very highest level with tertiary education and postgraduate mm -hmm. education and all. What are your thoughts on how we can achieve world-class education in Ghana? Oh, we are number one. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Albert. Yes, um, the world over, to achieve quality, uh, world-class education, I think there's a certain element. Number one, for me, is about the quality of staff, human resource the quality of human resource. You need a competent and experienced human resource. And here, I mean, for, as far as the university is concerned, you know, the university is made up of uh, senior members, senior staff and junior. Junior members are the, the student. Right, so for human resource, very competent and experienced ones are key. You're talking of lecturers. You need a competent staff for you to be able to attain that uh, world-class status. Staff that even can be invited to other universities for uh, uh, adjunct lecturership and all that. In, in terms of research, they're able to carry out quality research uh, and you know the publication. If you look at the ranking of the investors, one key factor is the number of publication into these uh, top uh, databases like Scopus, Web of Science, and others. And, and so you need to have quality staff. If it's about uh, lecturers, lecturers who really you know, conducting research, quality research, and publishing in such high impact factor journals is very important. And so you realize that we need that. Even for teaching, 
Will the same quality conversation also transcend to the lower levels in secondary, in primary? In fact, it's very, very important. Now, if you look at it, we thank uh, uh, His Excellency the President and the Minister of Education and the vision of this term education and all that. You realize that we need, it's, it should start from, now, now if you look at the STEM education now, now they have STEM secondary school, and you realize that it's very important for the student to really get that quality education right, right from the beginning, and so that they carry it along. So I, I think it's very important, and that is what is training. I mean, there's emphasis, uh, teacher, uh, teaching, Ghana Teaching Council is emphasized on licentiate exams and all that to make sure that those recruited are qualified and all that. So even at the secondary school level, but that's not the emphasis right. now. So at the university level, it's very important. So when I assume office, for instance, as a vice chancellor, um, I, it's something that I've been trying to do to enhance the skills of my staff. That you know, and it's for both teaching on teaching staff right. and all that. And, and, and I, uh, uh, training, so the training was one. So something that I've done, I made sure, and motivated, let me put that way, high, competent, uh, uh, experienced, and motivated staff. You need that, I think very important. Well, motivation is defined by? Well, I mean, the case of our university, motivation can come from several ways. First, even the, the, the leadership, the, the leadership, the way the vice chancellor even relate to them, the opinion of opposition can motivate them. Then also uh, promotion. I don't joke with their promotion at all. I, since I came, uh, let me do something. I there were only four uh, professors, professor those in professorial rank. There were only four. Um, in addition to one who, who was in uh, uh, leave of absence. But currently, as I speak to you now, we are 12. In a Just, period of less than three years. Yes, you know. Well, because I pay attention to their motive, I'm sorry, their... Um, Promotions. Their promotion. And, right. and the, the, you see, the point is that now everybody's motivated. The vice chancellor will not discriminate, irrespective of whether you, you know, you understand. You will be given equal treatment. Because one of the key, for the first part, which uh, one I was discussing about, uh, my experience, that's one of the things. But the humility and honesty okay. is also important. Let's quickly go into your seventh point, which is the second point on education. Uh, okay. Oh, right, okay. So, um, so I think I, I mentioned of education. You mentioned quality of human resource as number one. So, so quality of human resource, and I'm talking of t both the teaching, on teaching technician, yes. and all that, those who are, uh, those of publication, who are publishing, and even administrators who are quality, you understand, and all that. And these are very, very important. Okay. Because ranking is based, one major criteria is number of papers in these high, yeah, you know, um, database, you know, okay. high impact factor journals. And you need such people to do that. Okay. And, and so I think one of the important, and it's happening across all the, universities, even at the top, in the developed world, the higher, and you know it happens even the, not only in the universities, across the you know uh, the business arena, right. people hiring you know poaching. Yes. So it's human resource is very key. Okay. It's key. So that will be your point number yes. number six on the, the first point on education. Yes. The next one will be. So the next one is the quality of our product. Okay. 
That's a student. Yes, student. You're a graduate. You were supposed to produce staff, a graduate, you know, that has employable skills that are, and are trainable. It's very, very important. So that you don't only produce job uh, seekers, but also job creators. If you produce your graduate, say that they don't have any skills. How, you know, I'm sure you may employ some people here, you can't even appoint them. And you know, it is that in some cases, it's not even the qualification, it's your skills that you have. What, what are you doing in UNE to address the Thank skills you issue much. that you mentioned? So, at UNE, I've set up one Zoom office, one that I set up what they call Student Skills Enhancement Office. It's, it's unique. Student Skills Enhancement Office. You realize that, remember, the one that even motivated me is during the recruitment exercise, you, people attended interview, and even the letters, <laughs> the CV, how the CV has been written, even the application letter itself, how it is written, even the address for the interview. Uh, you know, and I also know that when I was even the dean, some of our students uh, went on attachment, we supervised them, and some had already received job. I mean, a promised job, whilst they were even on attachment, because okay. they went there and only helped in preparing uh, PowerPoint. They were a good student, but because of their presentation skills, they have already been promised job. So, so the skills, but not the qualification, okay. is something which is very, very important. And that can take you far. So that is one. And so I set up student skills enhancement a unit for all this one. That's number one. Number two, uh, they need to have now any new program that we're supposed to develop. We said we need to introduce some entrepreneurial skills there. Okay. So irrespective of the program or study, you know, they'll, we need to inculcate, impact these entrepreneurial skills. So that when you finish, because you may be sitting on the money, you know, on the code, but you won't be able to harness it. So when you learn that, I think that's the most important. Okay. The third one, I was a setup center for entrepreneurship, uh, uh, entrepreneurship and skills, uh, center for entrepreneurship and incubation for students. So those with business skills, we can, can be nurtured. I mean, I hope you understand my point here. Very clear. So that is different. So it's different from the employable skills. The skills that can get to job, irrespective of the program or the uh, institution you find yourself, organization. But then you also, we can identify individuals having some business. Last time when McDonald came there, it was something that I was a student and some of the skills, I mean, <laughs> You know, uh, and probably, uh, it's called uh, entrepreneurial, you know, skills, businesses that doing their pit, uh, pitching. It is very interesting. So, two things you've mentioned on education one is the quality of human resource, and two is the quality of products. Qu quality of products. Yes. Let's go to the next one. Yes. The third one is research intensive. Big There's one for universities. So, let, let me ask you so, you're looking at world class education as a whole, not just in tertiary, but in secondary, yeah, yeah, primary. Okay. When you mention something, I just try to, try to wrap my mind around okay. its applicability. I can relate to human resource across board, even for nursery. Yeah. Similarly, I can relate to students being top-notch at nursery, yeah, yeah, at yeah, kindergarten, yes, yes. at primary, secondary. You talk about research. Help me to appreciate its applicability across board in the educational fraternity. Help Thank me to you understand. Much. So you want to 
world-class university should be also engaged in like and apply uh, applied research. Applied research, you know, if when there's industry, industry student relationship, uh, sorry, uh, academia relationship, you'll be able to, uh, you see, so the training should be able to solve problems, societal problems, that's the key word. The training that we, we, we the, the institutions, the universities will offer to the student, as such that they should be able to address societal problems. So if it's an industry, industrial problems. So here you are, what it happens, you can even have the industry supporting research. And it's in a developed country. So. Are, do you have collaborations like that where you have um, particular organizations and industries coming to the aid of UNE? In fact, uh, we have collaboration with the uh, Ministry of Energy. We work together. As I speak to you now, um, our, because our energy is so unique and the best in the country, uh, you know the, um, what do you call this one? Um, uh, uh, Millennium Challenge. MCA, you know, the, the second compound is on energy, you remember. And now we are supposed to set up energy centers. There are three energy centers, okay, uh, energy efficiency centers. And the centers is to, supposed to train energy auditors. So that even here, they will come here and audit your energy and make sure that you are, uh, you understand, to ensure efficiency. Okay. And because of the relationship, they give us a whole lot of equipment. We have three institutions. Okay. Uh, University of Energy and Natural Resources is one. K University is one. Uh, Accra Technical University is one. I'll be coming to what? I'll be coming so to that, what? That, so through this one, that is also happening. So this kind of relationship, okay. uh, it you know, is happening. So that, that is one. Before I end, I'll give you a chance. Yes, SDF. Before I end, I'll give you a chance to let us know what makes UNE unique. But in the last couple of minutes that we have, I'd like to hear your last two points on, an, uh, on, on education. You talked about the quality of human resource, mm -hmm. the quality of students or products, yeah. and on research. And you're saying that, I see that research should be able to solve yes, applied industrial research. problems or societal problems. Okay. Let's go to your fourth point on education. Okay. And then the, the, the fourth one on education, um, we are talking of also collaboration, networking. It's very, very important. Help us to understand it. Collaboration, network, you understand that, with other foreign partners, local and foreign partners. For instance, when I assume office, University of Energy and Natural Resources in the same city with University of Sunyani Technical University, but we don't work together. Meanwhile, the Sunyani Technical University has some uh, resources, equipment that we can also make use of it. So we work together. There's that collaboration. Now we also have collaboration with foreign, foreign institutions. So far as you're world class, then you must also be able to have that kind of networking and collaboration and partnership with a foreign institution. And some of them are in the form of joint, lecture, uh, joint uh, uh, proposals, uh, some, some two plus two joints, even uh, degrees all being done. I know that as I speak to you now, uh, Abbott, if you give me the chance, I can just enumerate because of this collaboration. For instance, uh, UNE, uh, together with 28 institutions, you know, is working on the waste, agricultural waste to energy. 
program, converting agricultural waste to energy, led by 28 institutions in both Europe uh, and, and Africa. And we are leading that one. And this is even supposed to, um, we're going to even set up a plant uh, in uh, solar, at solar, we're able to convert energy to uh, waste, agricultural waste to energy. That is one, through collaboration, with, led by a university in Spain. Then, once again, uh, another collaboration with a German institution, also going to uh, convert all, uh, not only agriculture, agriculture, forestry products, also into energy. And we are working on even setting up a plant, in fact, we have kind of salt, a plant to convert this waste to energy and supposed to power even our university, sustainably. That, that through this collaboration. That's very exciting. Yes, we are, we are going to have that. Right. So that is industry. Now, as I speak to you now, the university is also working with Tapcom Energy. And Tapcom, with this Tapcom Energy, we are going to set up, I mean, uh, produce electricity, a hybrid of both solar and hydro on the Tyne River. And, and, and this is the first time any the institution is collaborating uh, 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 a private institution in, in such a venture. Uh, yes. I'll tell you what, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you finally commission that, <laughs> that plant on the Tyne River, please invite Springboard, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll come and cover it. Because right. I'll tell you if, what, if I had, uh, is it okay? <laughs> we'll definitely, we'll okay. definitely come, and, come, and, okay. come and cover it for you. But the big thing that we are hearing from what you are saying is that your university is making some very bold initiatives in, in partnership with local and international partners to seriously, solve seriously. some of the critical critical issues. needs of our nation and we want to commend commend you for that let's take the last if we, if we had last year about dankuba the commission uh, uh another waste municipal waste to energy so when it comes to waste to energy we are the best in the country it sounds very exciting. Yes, we, and that one too, uh, Pat. You know, don't know let's take your last point and I'll come back and ask you something on this particular point. So let's okay. take your tenth and final point. What, what else would you like to see in terms of delivering world-class education? You've talked about the, pers the personnel, mm -hmm. the students, the research, and then the collaboration to deliver solutions. What would be the last one? You know, we are in Africa and we are in Ghana. And the major challenge that we have is finance. So... One thing that you can do, and in fact, even a developed country, they have set up a diamond fund. I mean, you mentioned of the, the money that Harvard and other top, top universities have. So huge. So we need to diversify our source of funding. And then also ensuring financial prudence. Because, you know, we don't get enough support from uh, government. Now, don't blame them because the resource is not enough. They have a lot of mouth to feed. And, and so it's always important that we, the leaders, will also find uh, innovative ways of generating income. And for me, we're looking at two ways. First is ways to generate income. Another way is also to ensure financial prudence. And how do we achieve this? Now, in, in generating, we are now talking about education you know the, the nature of education that we have now education five function uh, five functions you know the normal education has been three functions eh? teaching research and extension but now you're talking of innovation technology and marketing patenting so 
if you're talking about world class universities, now the other top class universities are talking about patenting, not just publishing uh, in scopus and uh, in their journals and all that, but I'm talking about patenting, and that can generate income. So that is one avenue. So, so through a quality research, product development, so that we move away from just the three functions, but with the five functions, that can generate income, that is one. And then when every institution also has to develop, I mean, business development unit. So here, when I see my office, I set up what they call unit enterprise. You know, a way of also diversifying. Fundraising is also important. We have fundraising, you know, diamond fund, you know, so that the diamond fund, you know, able to generate income that can support the investing. I'll tell you one thing, it's, it's very clear that you are very passionate, and I'm going back to your, your then, point, and then, and then, your, your fourth point um, <laughs> in your first submission. I have two minutes to wrap up, okay. but I'll, I'll tell you this, before we sign off, I would like to hear you tell the whole world um, your closing thoughts about UNE. So for the benefit of those who are watching us and listening to us all, all across the world, what Professor Elvis Saribidiaco has been saying under his life lessons, number one, the God factor of humility, number two, focus on your vision, number three, harness diverse abilities, number four is passion, something that he's very, very, very much living, even in the studio, and the last one is innovation. He says, without that one, forget it. You, you innovate or you die. Now, on the, on the point about education, he's been saying, number one is the quality of human resource, learning, research, the, the the full gamut of personnel who run the university and work for the university must be top quality. Number two is about the quality of products or students, and that cuts across the whole educational spectrum. The third one is research, applied research to solve problems. The fourth is about collaborating with both private, local, and international partners, networking and collaboration. His fifth point is about diversifying your funding sources. I have a feeling that that one, every university, every institution, in fact, even non-educational institutions will be listening to how to diversify your funding. And he's saying, listen, beyond the traditional sources, think about patenting, think about product development, and in all that you do, there must be financial prudence. If you think Prof has shared something that really connects with you, you know what to do. Go to Springboard Zone on Facebook or go to Albert Any Okran and vote, vote, vote. Let's know which of Prof's thoughts is your favorite. Let me give the chance to Prof to wrap up by looking into this camera and telling the whole world why UNE, University of Education and Natural Resources, is the best university in the world. Prof, fire. University of Energy and Natural Resources is just 10 years old. But trust me, it is a place where you will not even get. It is a place for people who want to complete work and job chasing you. Is a place where when you complete, you know, wherever you find yourself, you can adapt to it. We want to welcome all of you and to come to University of Energy and Natural Resources. We are the best in environmental related research. We are the best in energy, number one in the country. And if I as I speak to you now, we when it comes to environment, we have satellite that can really satellite for 24-7. That can be used to even monitor a lot, monitor even galaxies in the forest, monitor even the water levels. We can even predict temperature and weather, uh, uh, weather condition, except that we are not mandated to do that. We are the only institution that have that ability. In fact, we have the software that can even detect fire, wildfire, in the entire West Africa's origin and part of the North, North and East Africa. 
It's only our university. In fact, we run some unique programs, such as uh, safety, fire safety disaster management. And we are the only institution that run that. And uh, some of our programs, oh, engineering programs, so unique. Look, I said, our student, you should surprise our student, engineering student last year, winning the best web public speaker. So the skills that we impart to our students are so, at times I'm even amazed. Well, what are you doing? Please come to University of Energy and Natural Resources. You will never regret it. Mr. Sinyani, coming all the way to the Springboard Virtual University and making a strong pitch for the University of Energy and Natural Resources, I tell you something, Professor Elvis Asaribedia Kung has just totally blown everything away. He's made you understand why you have no choice but to come to the University of Energy and Natural Resources. This has been the Don's Conclave on Springboard, your virtual university. I want to commend Professor Elvis Sarebidiakon for traveling all the way from Sunyani to be with us and have this wonderful interaction with us. Prof, let's shake hands. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, and let's, let's do this again. This time we, we will fly to Sunyani and then in the comfort of your seat as Vice Chancellor. Until we come away again next week with Professor Aziatu all the way from Volta region from who the, the first nurse to become Professor and Vice Chancellor in Ghana. It's just been an amazing time sharing with Professor Elvis Asaribidiakum. My name is Albert Okran, thanking you on behalf of Team Springboard and our sponsors, MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, and our media partners, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business. So we're coming away again next week. My name is Albert saying, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. <laughs>